Hello and welcome to our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, with Audrey Zetoun, divorce coach based in London, and myself, Sarah-Jane Taster, French family lawyer practicing in international law in England and Hong Kong. In our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, we will be bringing you hope, positivity, as well as practical information about divorce and well-being, food for thoughts, and hopefully, support to help you move forward at each and every step of the divorce process. If you would like to know more about what we do when we're not doing this podcast, you can go to our websites, pasterfamilylaw.co.uk and audreyzcoaching.com. Back to today's topic. How to navigate divorce for men, how coaching can help you navigate your divorce. Audrey and I thought that everybody understood that divorce coaching was for men and women alike, but the sheer number of questions we received made us rethink the way we talked about divorce coaching. This is the reason why we decided to do this episode, to make people understand that whenever we talk about divorce coaching, it's for men and women alike. Of course, like all areas of life, there are differences between men and women. I'm not teaching you anything new, but coaching in general is really for everybody. And as you will see today, sometimes men need it more than women would do because they're not used to dealing with their emotions. In our previous podcast, we've talked about divorce and mainly about how we can assist in every step or every stages of the divorce. Today, we're going to concentrate on four main points. Realizing that men have emotion, it's not something they like to talk about and they prefer to repress their emotions. Once you know and you realize that you have those emotions, how do you deal with them? Once you can deal with the emotions, how do you communicate and how do you move forward? Once Audrey will have given you all the tips about dealing with your emotions and how you'll be able to move forward and rebuild your life. Lastly, men need to realize that they have, of course, obligations, but also rights. This is really important in my opinion, because that's what I have to deal with every single day. As a divorce lawyer, I see all types of clients from the man who has initiated the divorce to the one who wants to divorce for whatever reason, or again, the one who is surprised by the divorce that his wife has sprung on him. The latter may have been totally unaware that something was wrong in their relationship. Men will have two main ways of dealing with that, either being feeling really guilty or rejecting his children and his ex. So let's start with emotions, Audrey. Thank you, Sarah Jane. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, indeed, men feel emotions and they feel uh, it can be anger, sadness, panic, guilt, or fear, for example. They feel all these emotions, but they tend to suppress them and not express them. They often don't turn to support. They just keep the emotions inside. And that's the main difference with women because we tend to share our emotions with our friends and family. Men, even with their friends, rarely share uh, their feelings. It's less acceptable in a way for men to, to feel all these emotions. And even though culture is changing and society is changing, it remains very difficult for men to express their feelings. I feel like uh, coaching can help in that situation. 
For example, by helping to learn about your relationship, you know, the, the why did it fail? Try to establish where it went wrong. How did you fail your partner? And it went, what way you can be a better husband or boyfriend in the future by accepting your own role and responsibility in the failed marriage? You know, it's often like grief, I feel, when you lose someone, the end of a relationship is a grieving period as well for relationship. There is a grieving period. You have to go through all the grieving stages, not stop at the first emotion, which often for men is denial and anger. We know that men usually stop there. Yes, and, and you really have to go through the whole process until the acceptance, the acceptance of the new situation, this new life that is ahead of you. To do that, it's good to process what happened in your couple, what is your responsibility in this failed relationship. So how can you move forward from it and stop being in that denial, anxiety, and fear circle? Often it's true that an emotion that society accepts from men is anger. Many men stay angry. They may feel like they lost their identity. They feel like they have no control over their life. So anger for them is a way to regain power and regain control in their life. They could feel like if they hurt their ex-partner with word or actions, they will be in control again. The reality is the longer the man takes to accept this new reality, the longer it will take for him to recover and rebuild a healthy life. A life in which they feel good, where they can express all their feelings. And another point I need to mention um, is that men also crave emotional relationships, support and connection. Yes, of course, it's not just women. No, it's, it's important for men too to develop feelings of hope and try to move forward with regards to the grieving period. So don't skip any stages and try to move from one to the next. It, it does take time. It could take a year or maybe two to get over your divorce. But between denial and acceptance, there are four or five stages of grief and it's important that you get through them. Uh, what men I find tend to do is to rush into a new relationship to avoid thinking of what happened to them. They meet someone new and they will suddenly suppress all the feelings of disappointment of the failed marriage. It is not the best for them because it might not be the right person yet. Um, so they rush into something to avoid feeling and avoid thinking about what happened and what is their responsibility. Another mistake uh, men can make is turning to excessive activity uh, or recreation. It could be work or leisure, for example, too much exercise, working too much, drinking too much, or taking drugs. Any area of their life they could be doing in an excessive way. It can happen to women as well. Uh, and when they tend to maybe exercise a lot and focus on their physical appearance. It's also a way to close your eyes and just focus on yourself for some time. This would be really my first comment on, uh, you know, the first comment I could share on emotion and how men deal with emotions. Yes, I think there are two things to say about that. First, I would like to make a comparison between going to see a coach, a divorce coach, and a therapist. In some cases, you need both. Mm -hmm. Going to see a therapist is, however, something that people may find difficult because of the negative implications People may often fear that it could be used against them. Very fewer men go to see a therapist anyway. Men don't like to talk. When they talk, they talk about general things. They, don't, they won't talk about their feelings, like you've just said. So when they meet up with friends, they just drink their beer, talk about football. It's a little <laughs> cliche. 
If we're going through a divorce, it's very rare for men to talk to their best friend about it. They will usually ask each other, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And then that would be it. So with regards to therapists, their attitude will be, what's the point in lying on a coach and talking about my problems? If they go and see a divorce coach like Audrey, they will get tips. Yes, that's what they want, actually. Men want to be active. Yes, they don't want to have to face their feelings because, as you say, it's very difficult for them to deal with them. Ideally, you should go and see a coach and a therapist. But for men, I would say from experience that a divorce coach will be more efficient for them in the first stages. So the second point I wanted to make was that in our society, it's easier for women to accept the idea of asking for help. Help is everywhere, in magazines, on television, in podcasts. Uh, women are very good at finding support and realizing earlier than men that they need to rebuild themselves. Men don't think about rebuilding themselves. Yes, I feel Tarjan for them is just like, let's not talk about it and move on, really. Yes, I would like to compare it to what happened in society with regards to mental health. For a long time, we didn't talk about it at all. Then we started talking about it for women. It was very accepted, even fashionable, if I may dare say, to talk about mental health for women. Lately, especially with lockdown, we have accepted that men can have mental health issues. And it's by talking about it that men have been able to go and see therapists when they have been unwell. What we're trying to do with Audrey is make divorce coaching more accessible to everybody, but particularly for men. So this is what I wanted to say with regards to emotions, uh, because men have less access to that kind of information. So let's now talk about communication, Audrey. Now that we know that we have emotions, um, we know how to deal with them. How can we communicate better? Because let's be honest, men are not very good at communicating, are they? Well, Sarah Jane, processing feelings takes time. And that's what I do in uh, coaching practice. Having someone listening deeply to you without judgment helps. Once you learn from your mistakes, uh, you understand what happened in your marriage and how and why it failed, you can realize also how you were communicating in your marriage and how to change your communication now that you are more aware of the pattern that you may have had. Uh, and patterns are normal. All couples have them. Nobody is to blame. So my first tip would be, even if your ex-partner made a mistake or did something that hurt you in the past, do not blame her. Avoid the blame game. It's your fault. You always do that. You never do this. This is often what we do when we are angry. And... Um, That's what I'm stressing, the fact that it's good to move on from this stage and get away from the anger and the blame. Another tip I would say about communication, um, so the first one was avoiding to blame, but the second one is important too. It's about the 50-50 or the 20-80. You know, Whatever applies to you in the situation, it's about sharing responsibility. In an argument, we always have our share of responsibility. And it's not just the fault of one person. The way we react to a situation can cause an argument or the fact that we only see maybe one point of view and not the point of view of the others. Well, this can also be true in a marriage. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, it's, it's really about being aware of your responsibility and you have to think of how you stop the argument before it gets too far and accept or listen. 
So a third tip I would, uh, coming to my third tip, would be about deep listening and active listening. Sometimes your ex-partner feels at a loss. You may have had uh, big decisions to make together about where to live or the children. There are lots of decisions to make uh, when separating um, and, and the emotion can be strong at that time. But it's very hard to know if you're making the right decisions and sometimes hard to know what to do. So listen deeply to your ex-partner. Try to maybe understand, really understand what their needs are and how they feel. And maybe you can let go of some of the things that you, you were holding on to. Maybe some things are not so important to you and you can say, okay, actually, I don't mind, you can have that or we can share the kids on that day or anything else. It's about really deeply listening what your ex-partner is trying to tell you and also understanding. And the benefit as a result will be that she will or he will also listen to you more. They will be more aware of what your needs are too and your expectation in the divorce. So it's really a gain for everybody. The last tip is valid for many situations in life, but it's, it's about timing. If you want to talk about something with your ex, maybe don't do it when you know she is or he is absolutely stressed or just after work or early in the morning if they have to rush out. Um, avoid any time when you know your ex won't be receptive to you, to your call, your message, etc. Sometimes it's hard because we want to share straight away. We want to pick up the phone and say, why did you do that? And it, co it could cause a lot more acrimony between you in the divorce process. So it would take longer to reach an agreement. Uh, so these were my four tips on communication. And as you mentioned, Sarah-Jane, anyone can use them, even in a marriage. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems common sense, but we tend to forget about the timing. Um, that's really important. Mm. <laughs> um, listening also is a basic one. <laughs> as always, your tips are bang on. If we follow your tips, things should be easier in, in everyday life. So uh, what about the issue of rights and obligations of father? What I see most of the times are dads who believe wrongly that they have no rights with regards to their children and that they only have financial obligations. So we need to put this right. In our society, dads are increasingly hands-on during a marriage. Even though they work, they will try to be there in their children's life and take a more active role. In a lot of couples, especially in Hong Kong, uh, where I practice uh, with expat couples, we have seen an increasing number of dads who have resigned from their jobs to follow their wives in Hong Kong and therefore being dads at home. This is just to show you that the idea of the mother being the only one to look after the children is no longer an idea that we should sustain. Men and women should be equal in their children's life. As we've mentioned before, it does not mean a 50-50 division of time. It's just about being able to keep the strong bond that a child has with his father, even if it's only during the holidays. They must not abandon the idea of a relationship with their child but sometimes even fight for it because that's really important. We believe you need to make sure that you can keep the same place in your children's life than you had before the divorce. We often see dads who will say, well, I've got no hope to get my children living with me, so I won't do anything about it. I believe it's worth it for you, for them, so that your children know that you fought for them. You need to do something about it. 
If I refer to French law, the rights and obligations of the parents are equal. They need to be, mm-hmm. they need to be here financially, but also emotionally for their children. Yes, Sarah Jane. So men need to realize that they have the same rights and they need to fight for those rights. Yes, all the tips that you've given us today, Audrey, um, will help you men realize that you are worth something. Divorce might sometimes make you think that you're worthless. We often talk about women having no confidence. Well, it happens to men too. The problem with men in relation to children will be that for a long time, they shared the chores with the mother. They did not take any initiative mm. um, and just follow orders. <laughs> so sometimes, of course, maybe the mother are more at ease with organizing day-to-day lives. So men will feel that they can't do it, but they can. <laughs> they have to believe it. They have to believe they can be a great solo parent a great single parent, they have to start from there to be able to have the same place in the children's lives. Yes, this leads us to talk about the financial aspects, Sarah-Jane. Yes, because I often have clients that say, all my ex wants is the money. So the reaction may be of those clients to just cut everything off and give their ex and the children the strict minimum and argue about the money. They could also have the opposite reaction that I see often is mm-hmm. um, give everything too much, forget to uh, cut off the credit card. So we have a really broad scope of reaction from men. Um, some who will say, I'm so guilty for what's happening, for my decision to divorce. So I'll just give my ex everything, whatever she wants. But you need to bear in mind that you also need money to live. If you give everything, you might regret it afterwards. So you need to strike a balance. It's always about communication, striking a balance between what is reasonable to give, what the other is asking, and what you can give. Working with a coach like Audrey will help you see things clearly, will help you to get rid of the guilt. It's very difficult to deal with guilt if you don't get rid of it mm. because it's, you just don't get rid of it like that. Make sure that if you are the one who is more financially comfortable, that you give what's right and not too much. So this is what I had to say from the lawyer's point of view. Uh, this is what, mainly what I have to deal with when I work with men trying to get them to be more reasonable in their approach either way. Being reasonable doesn't mean letting go of everything. You made a good point there, Sarah Jane. And when when talking about the children and men relationship, uh, to start with, uh, I can add that um, to that, that men often feel that they are not part of their children's life anymore so much. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, maybe they give up on it or they feel like they have no right towards their children. Uh, And it can lead to a lot of frustrations for them. But they have right and they can be supported as single fathers. I was a single mom, don't get me wrong. It was really hard for me. But I feel like many women, maybe women have a bigger support network um, because we drop and pick up the kids to school or we get to know the other mom. Uh, There's a community between mum. You know, if I couldn't pick up my daughter, I could call another mum to do it for me. But I'm not sure men have the same network 
you know, then maybe they drop the kids in the morning and they, they go to work and they have no contact with people from the school. So it's about making them aware that, yes, it's a bit harder, but to keep trying, keep doing it, and maybe reimagine the relationship they can have with their children. Uh, now that uh, if you are a solo parent as a man, maybe how can you be in, you know, in your life? Um, how can they be in your life, you know, even if you don't have them 50-50? Maybe you see your children less nowadays, but maybe it doesn't matter as long as you have the idea of how you want to rebuild this relationship. What do you want in it? And maybe uh, with different habits, you know, you can create new habits with them, with the kids. And maybe they, uh, when you pick them up from school once a week or whatever it is that you do with them, that's how we can help you is redesign that relationship uh, with your children. Um, what about the, the role of the ex-wife? Can she help? If she wants to? <laughs> <laughs> But that's a good point, Sarah Jane, because uh, actually, uh, yes, the, the ex-wife can help. And in the sense that men tend to lose their identity when they're not part of the couple anymore, of a couple. Uh, they feel as they, if they, maybe they lost their confidence or they suffer low self-esteem. They feel like they have nothing anymore because they could lose their children as well. And they already maybe lost a wife. So I think maybe the ex can help to make sure that they keep the relationship going with their children. And by that, it will give them a sense of belonging, of belonging to something. And for that, for, that for men is vital to, you know, to rebuild their identity and to get out of this anger and guilt uh, feeling. Um, what I ask them is, um, sometimes I ask men, what is the vision that you want? You know, men are more into action, as we said. So what can you do now that you are single, that you are a solo parent? What can you do now to rebuild your life? Uh, the same as I would ask a woman, you know, what is your vision in six months, in two years, in five years? Uh, what did you learn that you could apply to your new life? Um, every relationship can teach you something. So what did you learn? How can you be a better parent in the future and grow emotionally? Uh, really have a sense of, you know, uh, healing your past wounds. So that's what we do in coaching. It's about healing the wounds of the past relationship and what has stopped you so far, what has blocked you so far to do it. What are your fears and how to overcome them? and uh, to uh, change the pattern that you've created all these years, um, which may have led to the failure of the relationship. So it's really about growing as well as reinventing yourself and creating your new vision. Uh, so the, the tip I would say uh, at that point in your life is maybe don't rush into anything too soon. This time is really for you to first rebuild and reconnect with yourself, uh, with who you are as a person, instead of who you are as a couple. And it takes time. So you can have maybe a short-term goal uh, to start with, find a new hobby, connecting with your old friends, which is great, and have another and have longer-term goals about pursuing your new life vision or creating it and how to rebuild, you know, as a person. And sometimes we have no idea. I and mean, many of my clients don't have actually idea of how or what vision they have. And that's also what we can work together to help uh, you think about what you really want in the future. That's what I would say about action. Men often want action, and it's important to feel that they can move forward and coaching can help in that respect. So men need to realize that they can do it. As you mentioned, Sarah Jane, it is possible. And that, I think that's the message we are trying to give is that men need help to feel better and to take action. 
and trying to sum up everything that you we've told today. Um, I think that we really need to remind men that they need help, even though they don't maybe not realize it or accept it. So it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad and it, it, it's okay. You know, it's okay to cry. Men deny themselves these feelings, but they are allowed to have them and it's okay for them to feel uh, all these emotions. Well, <laughs> to sum up uh, this episode, men need to express their emotions, they need to communicate, they need to move forward, and they need to realize that they don't only have obligations to their the, the children, but they also have rights. It always has to be in the interest of the child, and the interest of the child is to see both parents. So it's all about the balance between what you want as the father, mm. what your children needs, and being able to do that. And to really emphasize <laughs> uh, everything that we've said today, men, that is what the coach will help you achieve. Thank you so much for listening. If you have found this podcast useful, please share, like and comment hashtag divorce and help spread the information around you if you think it may be useful to others. If you would like us to deal with one issue in particular, or if you would like to participate to our podcast, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram by searching Audrey Zetun or Sarah Jane Taster. It would be great to hear from you. See you soon for another episode of Hashtag Divorce.